0: Hey, welcome back. It is another episode of Business of Film. This is episode number 27. My name is Jesse Eichmann, and you are listening to a crafttruck.com podcast. This week, uh, I was really excited to get on the phone with the head of film, Mark Hofstadter, for Indiegogo. Now, we we covered a lot of really cool stuff uh, about how Indiegogo works. Uh, things you should be doing on Indiegogo, what things aren't working on Indiegogo. Uh, we also, uh, I, and I didn't know this, there's this thing called the Go-Go factor, which uh, I guarantee you are going to want to know what that is and how to leverage that for your own benefit. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things in this podcast about how Indiegogo works uh, and how they work with filmmakers to help you make your crowd uh, crowdfunding uh, a success. So, Needless to say, uh, I was excited to get on the phone with Mark to hear what he had to say. He, he shares a lot of very practical and important elements about crowdfunding. So enjoy this one. Uh, lots of fun. Mark was great. And uh, Indiegogo, episode number 27. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, I really appreciate it. And before we get started, though, can you give us a little bit of uh, uh, who you are and how you got to Indiegogo?
1: Sure, so, uh, originally from New York, uh, I've been in Los Angeles now for the last 13 years, uh, 13, and, um, when I moved to, uh, LA, I was coming from an independent film background. Uh, uh, my, my first job was working, uh, for October Films, um, uh, out of New York, uh, working under Bingham Ray, um, uh, the late, uh, Bingham Ray. Um, and so when I moved to LA, I, I worked, um, more in the studio system, I, I worked as an executive at Universal and after that I was at 20th Century Fox. Um and then as I segued into, uh, you know, I was working on films of all shapes and sizes, budgets of literally of $250,000 but also $180 million. And so I got to see sort of broad spectrum of, uh, of, filmmakers and uh, content and of, of, uh, of creativity. Um and um you know, I saw the, sort of the changing model in, in, in film financing. Um, I had friends who, I still have friends, who work at the studio still, and you know, they work in their more traditional models, and we see that, you know, it's very hard to get things done. And as far as, far as filmmakers, um, you know, I, I know amazing filmmakers that have to wait five years between their films because it just doesn't come together fast enough. And so, um, you know, I've been following the, the trends in crowdfunding, and, and when, a, when a good friend told me about an opening at Indiegogo, um I said well this is this is something I need to pursue and so i've done with IndieGogo as our head of film um, for the last uh, eight months now, and it's been an amazing experience so
0: what does head of film mean at Indiegogo? And sure. i I'm asking that, that that question honestly because I think as I uh, I don't, I don't for, for lack of a better word, as a consumer or somebody who uses Indiegogo or checks into Indiegogo, you know, you, you, you see projects up there uh, of any, mm-hmm. of any different kind, but you don't necessarily think of there being positions like head of film or head of, you know, the other various, uh, I guess, verticals that Indiegogo must have. Yeah. So no, I, I,
1: that's, yeah. A good, that's a fair question. So, um, so on day to day basis, you know, my my, my job is to. I'm an, I'm an evangelist, uh, um, uh, if you will. Um, you know, I'm, I'm consistently at film festivals. I was just in, uh, tri Film Festival. Um, I, I, won't be at Hot Docs next week, but two of my film colleagues will be there. Um, we have LA Film Fest starting here in, in a few weeks. Uh, actually, I'll be at Cannes before that. Uh, and so when I go to film festivals, I'm a representative of Indiegogo. And so the, the, you know, the, it's the education, it's the evangelism of uh, the platform. What we can do, how we can help filmmakers. Um, you know, honestly, I'm talking to filmmakers on a daily basis. Um, that's one of the great things about Indiegogo is that we're very, very transparent, we're very open, um, so that and, you know, when our, our CEO Slava Rubin always says to us, if someone reaches out to you uh, and if you don't respond to them and, and within 24 hours, you don't deserve to be at Indiegogo. And I agree. You know, we're here to be of help to our filmmakers and help get them funded. Um, crowdfunding can be sort of a, a daunting task for some, uh, but actually it really shouldn't be, uh, with the proper education and the, the proper, um, uh, handholding, if you will, um, you know, it could be an amazing success and a very easy process. Um, so, you know, again, the outreach of evangelism, but also in terms of it's also, you know, building bridges with strong partners. Um, uh, you know, we are announcing, um in and, and, uh this week uh at Tribeca Film Festival, uh a broad partnership with the independent filmmaker project, IFP. Um, you know, we are uh launching next week a partnership with the American Film Institute, AFI, uh wherein um they have a director's lab uh with female directors. Um and there's eight of them and they're all gonna be crowdfunding projects with Indiegogo in support of their thesis films through AFI. And so, again, the idea there is to promote filmmakers, um, to educate them on crowdfunding, and just to be an overall evangelist.
0: So, could you, I guess, take, uh, I, mean, I don't necessarily use, we don't have to use a, an example per se, but just the, the strategy is more uh, pertinent. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you have a specific example of that, that's great, but uh, from a strategic point of view, when you're first interacting with a filmmaker who wants to use the platform, where do you start, and how do you think about the process of crowd raising
1: on the platform? Right. So when you know, when I when I meet a filmmaker and I say think about doing it in go-go. um, and you know, the first question is, well, what are you trying to achieve? Um, somebody will come in. A lot of people will come in, unfortunately, and they'll say, I want to crowdfund. $500,000 or a million dollar budget. And, you know, in reality, what we're seeing is that people want, they're crowdfunding their films, they're crowdfunding 10 to 25% of their budget, sometimes more. Um, it all depends on the project, it all depends on the people that are involved. Um, but what you're really trying to do is create, uh, if you are trying to raise, you know, seed funding or or production or, or funds, um, is that you're trying to create a market for your film. Um, I'll give you a great example. Uh, there was a film that was at Sundance's Paris the year, January 2014, called Dear White People. They raised $43,000 on Indiegogo. First-time filmmaker, uh, Justin Simeon, um, has been named a variety director to watch. Um, and the budget of his film was a million dollars. However, he raised $43,000, built up a fan base, uh, his Twitter feed, his social media, and the video that he created for his Indiegogo pitch um, ended up going viral, both during and after the fact. At this point now, it has over a million views. Um, he won Breakthrough Director Award at Sundance, and so for him, it was about, and by the way, he came from a marketing background, um, is that for him, it was about building up the buzz for his film, uh, showing proof of market, proof of creative concept and when he had that that's when he was able to land that million dollars because you know he could go to that financier and say hey i brought this crowd with me and look what i've already done imagine what i'll do with the rest of the funding." and so that's a great example of a filmmaker who came in with the right expectations and exceeded them uh, quite admirably um in terms of putting together their their, their campaign itself it's figuring out who their crowd is and where they live because if you can't if you have a film, let's say it's a, it's a it's a horror film, and you don't know which particular horror websites or which particular blogs are going to be where your crowd lives, and you'll never be able to access them. So the first thing is trying to figure out where to access your crowd.
0: Okay. Um, go on. This is all really, really good. Okay, so the first thing is where to access your crowd. Then?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then you, you start putting together your your... your your campaign. Um, there are three key elements. There's uh, the pitch video, which you know is a video, of course, telling us who who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, and why you're crowdfunding with Indiegogo. And then there's the pitch text, which goes into, it's sort of the devils in the details. Uh, it talks okay. a bit more of, um, you know, what the money's for, uh, who's on your team, uh, a little more of the background about how the project came to be, does then that stuff?
0: I'm uh, wondering. Does that stuff, like that, that all that extra verboten stuff, does it really help? I mean, do you do you know what it is uh, from a, an analytical point of view when you look at these? Because I look at some of these campaigns, and there's a, and for a lot of them, there's a lot of information, almost to the point of maybe there's too much information. But do you actually know what types of things trigger investments? Is it is is it having you know? Uh, more uh, incentives on this side. Is it the written text? Is it the video? Is it all of it? Can you can you pinpoint anything that really works well, or is it is is that a little bit of murky
1: murky waters? Well, with the with the with the text, and, and you know, I'm never an advocate of anybody just having clear you know black black just having black text uh, because words on a page don't excite people. Um, it's it's also where you get to show a visual, but it, it's where also you get to show a visual representation of the film, um, storyboards or uh loca- or location or or costume design. Um, so showcasing that, but some people really like sort of as I said, devils into details in terms of what you're actually trying to achieve because if you're trying to say I'm looking for hundred thousand dollars, and you give no details as far as where that hundred thousand dollars is going to go. And people sort of go, oh, I don't know about that. But when people sort of uh, see a, a top sheet, an infographic breaking down where, you know, 25% will go to post-production, 4% will go to craft service, uh, 6% will go to sound mix, what have you. People sort of see, people like to know where their money is going, especially now in an age where crowdfunding is becoming more and more mature and complex. By complex, i mean. meaning that the, the campaign themselves are being more sophisticated.
0: That, so, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, when I first started in film, I mean, the majority of people who would go to, say, uh, donate to a crowdfunded project, most of them probably don't have a film background. They don't wouldn't necessarily know what a gaffer is or a best boy is. Um, exactly. Uh, but you're saying that having that detail, regardless of whether your audience knows what it is, it's just the fact that you... As the person asking for the money, know how you're spending the money and are willing to share that information. That's the important thing.
1: Right, and I'm gonna make a, I'll make a bad analogy here. You know, when I when I, uh, I bought a, couple, a TV a couple of years ago, um, it was very important to me. I, I spent a lot of time, you know, investigating, you know, all the different attributes uh, of the TV that I ended up buying. And so that's something that's really key because people. People want to know what they're getting. They don't want to get a big screen TV. They don't want to get like a, you know, 50 inch TV. They want to know, you know, how many HDMI up, uh, inputs does it have? Uh, you know, what's the resolution? Is it a smart TV? Does it have this? Does it have that? Is there, or is there a warranty? And so by knowing that information, they are more inclined to feel comfortable in contributing to that campaign in the same way that they feel they feel more comfortable in buying that TV.
0: Right. Well, it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so is there a, do you ever give counsel on how much somebody should ask for uh in a in a crowdfunding campaign, or is it uh, a function of uh the market and the demographics and who you're going after and how big your maybe personal following is, or are there general guidelines that you give to filmmakers in terms of you know this is where you should target when you go on the platform
1: there's no There's no magic bullet in terms of determining you know how much money you should try and and, and raise. Um, ultimately, it comes down to a, a high number of variables. Uh, social media being one of them. Uh, how much do you actually need being the other? You know, we always tell our our, our filmmakers be conservative uh, because it doesn't doesn't hurt you. We always say aim low and fund high because if you come in too high, um, people get often, often get scared off by the 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 goal amount. Um, if you look at it in a way that says, Okay, I need fifty thousand dollars, uh, but I can make this work for thirty five and go for thirty five because on Indiegogo, eighty nine percent of the campaigns that hit their goal go beyond it, and typically by thirty percent, as much as thirty percent if not more. So you actually help yourself fund faster. It's sort of it's a it's a psychological thing. When people see let's say trying to raise fifty thousand dollars and in the first week, to raise Twelve, and you know, I mean, twelve is actually pretty good for the first week, but it's not as awesome as if you had raised twelve on a thirty-five thousand dollar goal. So you would hit that thirty-five thousand dollar goal probably in your second week, um, versus having to wait until your third plus to hit the fifty. Um, and sometimes you, you know, it, people sort of hit that sort of slow spot in the middle of the, of the campaign, and the quicker you can get to your goal, the quicker you can get past it. And as I said, eighty-nine percent of campaigns that hit their goal on in Indiegogo um, uh, go past it, and then over, over by over thirty percent. So it only helps you to be conservative uh, in the long run.
0: So d- does uh, does Indiegogo? Uh, and I, I'm going to use this word loosely, uh, uh, quote unquote, help filmmakers in achieving, um, uh, not achieving their goal, but helping them in the the marketing and the outreach of. Their uh, of of their project, or is it entirely up to the filmmaker to spread the word through whatever mechanism that they can to market their project? And, and if there's some middle ground there, you know, certainly no, of course, of course.
1: Know. So the the way the way it works at Indiegogo, we have what's called the GoGo Factor. The GoGo Factor is a uh, proprietary algorithm. Uh, we always liken it to Twitter Twitter trending or Google Page Ranking. So the more people are engaged in your campaign, um, the higher the number. So the more people that share it, the more people that talk about it, the more people that contribute, the faster that they contribute, all that good stuff, um, goes into sort of an algorithm soup and it spits out a number. That number is a go-go factor. It's a it's a merit based system. And so what's great about it is that whether you're not whether you're a five hundred dollar campaign or you're a five million dollar IT based, you know, resurrected you know, TV show or, or sequel, um, you have, it's a level playing field. Uh, so the way the website is structured, the higher the number is, the the closer you float to the top.
0: Now, is that, um, is that by vertical? Or is that, uh, so w- it, am I going to compete against, uh, I don't know, somebody who's building a camera or something? Uh, mm-hmm. Or is it just with... with no, you're not, the- you're not.
1: Because when you go to... So, um, each, you know, each, uh, each work has its own, has its own page. So there's a, you know, there's the the general, you know, campaigns, and then there's also the, uh, you know, vertical specific pages. So when you go to the film page, you will be, you know, the Google factor will delineate, you know, where you are on that page. When you go to the general page, it will delineate, uh, where you are on that page. And they all have opportunity. Right, page. right. Um, now,
0: is, is that go-go factor? Is that is that entirely a, a back end thing? So that is to say, the um, the the the, the front facing person who's using the site or the actual person who is uh, who has that campaign, they they won't know what their quote unquote go-go factor is. The, but the but the webpage will just do it in the background.
1: Exactly. They don't, they won't know what the actual number is. But, you know, it's very clear. I'll give you an example uh, of how a Google Factor number could actually really be very transparent. So when a film campaign has, let's say, $25,000 in it, it's raised $25,000, and it's come from four people. Four people have funded it. Four four people have funded $25,000, and there's one comment on the page. That campaign will not have the same... Google factor number. It will have a much lower Google factor number than a campaign that's funded twenty-five thousand dollars you know, one hundred seventy-five people and has uh, twenty-four comments. So it's it's very transparent in terms of just have to look at the numbers: the higher the shares, the higher the contributions, number number of contributions, uh, um, the uh, number of uh, comments. All of that it, that's all very transparent because that's right there on the page. Uh, and when you see those numbers, you'll go, okay, now I understand why it's higher up on the page.
0: Got it. So let me ask you this question. Uh, and this is purely out of, uh, again, interest because uh, I'm curious sure. from the perspective of uh, somebody who might be interesting in, 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 in investing in somebody's crowdfunding campaign, is most of the traffic, I mean, I don't even know whether or not you would know this, but is most of the traffic mm-hmm. that comes to the site being pushed to the site from the individual filmmakers, or is GoGo right now has it? Does it have such like a large magnetism to it that people just come to to browse like you would a bookstore uh, without any you know without having been brought there for a specific reason?
1: Mm. Well, so I, I I think it's a it's a you know a couple of couple responses there. So Indiegogo has uh, nine million visitors every single month, and that number is still growing. Um, we've seen projects funded and run out of 200-plus uh, countries and territories. Uh, being that we are the only global platform, um, no one can match that number. Uh, in terms of, you know, who's coming to the site and why are they coming? You know, when we see somebody come to the site for the first time, they're coming for a particular project. Um, but the retention rate uh, is actually quite high and growing in terms of them sticking around and browsing. So they start for a particular project. It's like, um, uh, well, um, there's, a, there's a saying that I that I have in my head, but I'm, I'm, it's falling on my brain. Um, you know, it's like they, they come for the movie, but they stay for the popcorn, right. or rather, or, 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 or vice versa. Um, and so, um, I come for the popcorn seeing, and you know, stay for the movie. <laughs> exactly. And so you you're, you're building at that point. You begin to build a community, and that's sort of where you know our, our, our social media, our you know, our our own personal outreach, all the events that we have, like, you know, just this past uh, just yesterday in New York, uh Monday during the Civic Film Festival, uh we had a Indiegogo crowdfunding lab. Um, you know, we had uh, we have a New York office, uh we had fifty people at the office um, learning how to crowdfund their next film. Uh, these are either people who were already uh setting to launch our indiegogo campaign, people who were thinking about doing it. Um, and so with that sort of hands-on approach, we give them pizza, we give them, you know, give them drinks and very quickly people understand, you know, what we have to offer. And that's sort of a, a sense of community. And so they stick around either for their own projects or, or for their friends or just strangers.
0: Cool. That's, that's really neat. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw you a, uh, a slightly tougher question, uh, which is how do you differentiate yourselves from uh, the other people in the crowd, the other people, quote-unquote, in the crowdfunding space? I'm sorry, can I say that again? How do you
1: differentiate? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, i to ourselves from everybody else. Got yeah, it. yeah.
0: So, <laughs> must have been a really um,
1: Hard question. Oh, no, no, no. Don't no, no, ask no, that right. question. Don't no get go out. Don't get out. No. No. no, no. So, I mean, uh, going back to the don't go to, I may have said earlier if I did not, was, I should have. So, we're the original crowdfunding platform. We launched at Sundance in 2008. Uh, before, when when our founders, Slava, Eric, and Danae, uh started the festival um, on Main Street in Park City, um, the term crowdfunding didn't exist. Uh, in fact, um, despite being the first platform, they didn't even invent it. That's a journalist somewhere who, who wanted to you know get uh, click throughs to their article and thought, here's a buzzy word. Um, and, you know, so. We know what we do, we know what other, you know, platforms do. Um and the, the feedback that we get from our filmmakers, from our campaigners, um is all that matters to us. Um, you know, we feel that we have the not only the, the biggest reach, but the, the best tools to offer our filmmakers. Um and that's why we keep coming back. We see people coming back from multiple, multiple campaigns. Um and so uh, again, it really points back to what I was saying with the pizza and the drinks for the, for the crowdfunding labs is that, you know, we are a friend. We're here to help you uh, in the way that your friends and your family and your supporters in general are there to um, support your campaign financially. Um, we're here to support you, support you emotionally. and um, And I think that's sort of what differentiates us is that we're so hands-on. I mean, at any given point, on the site in general, Um there are over 7,000, uh, campaigns. Now, that's not all film, but the biggest division at Indiegogo is the film division. Um and so, and mind you, that's, that's a, that's a lot of campaigns. I didn't give them one time. So, it's hard for us to be able to talk to everybody, but then again, not everybody wants to talk to us. A lot of people say, oh, it's okay. I got it. Thank you. Uh, talk to you later. Uh, but time, as I said earlier, that we see somebody or someone reaches out to us, we're there to support them and what they're doing. And I think that no one else does that.
0: Uh, how many people
1: are are, are at,
0: uh, like, how big is Indiegogo right now in terms of like uh, so the size a, of the
1: company? A, yeah, so right now there is about, uh, it's growing every single day. Uh, there's about 90 of us. Um, holy. When I started, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, when I started, yeah, when I started, uh, eight months ago, uh, I think we had like, I think it was employee number 72. So, um, and, um, so we're headquartered in San Francisco. on am based in LA with a few of my team members. Uh, office in Tribeca, New York. Uh, team members in Toronto, uh, London, uh, Berlin, and, and Sydney, Australia. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I actually
0: he kind of caught me off guard there with that with that number. I, I did not yeah. realize it was. Well, I,
1: I, I kind of wish. I kind of. I kind of wish that we didn't have team members in Australia because then I probably could go. <laughs> right. Listen, if, if I
0: can have an excuse to go to Australia. Uh, I, yeah. I I take that too. Um uh, Yeah. So in, in terms of then from uh I guess the things that, that filmmakers do uh do wrong in their campaigns or mm-hmm. the things that don't work. Sometimes I find that the best advice comes into comes from, you know, not what you should do but what you shouldn't do. What are the things that, that are the 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 pitfalls, the things to watch out for? Big no yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think the big no-no's are not being ready to launch. Um, People will launch because either they're in a rush or they just think they can just do it. Um, It takes prep work. Um, You want to be able to strategize. And you're running a campaign. It's called the Campaign for a Reason. You're trying to achieve certain goals, um, and those goals quite simply are to raise funds and gain awareness for your project. And if you don't do it the right way... Um, no one's going to know that you're there. So if you don't do the outreach beforehand, you don't build up the social media, you don't uh, set up all the emails and updates, you're going to be doing a lot of work on the on the go, so to speak, um, and it, it 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 can only hurt you because you want to be able to focus on certain things at certain times. And also, some people actually go into are in production when they're running a campaign, which unfortunately doesn't fare very well. Um, so that's one thing. You know, we 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 typically see the, the lead up time to launching a campaign is a month. Uh, in terms of prep work, my issue—the great thing about Indiegogo is there's an application system. It's an open platform. You can launch at any given time. You know, I could launch a campaign right now, or you could launch a campaign while we're on this phone call, uh, on this podcast, rather. Um, and um, but we don't recommend it. We'd say take your time, get it right, because you get the one chance to do it. Um, I think the other other pitfalls are that people think that the entirety of their funding will come organically. Um, and that's just not the case. If you don't put up a video on YouTube, uh, a, a web series on YouTube, and you put up your first episode and say, "Oh, well, I'm going to get like a million views." No, you have to tell people about it. You have to share it. You have to build up. That's what sort of that that um, that, uh, that you know that that uh, what we call it, that personal capital is what we call it. Where you your name, what you're doing as a filmmaker has value. Build that up, gain awareness, and then. You'll get more of that organic traffic, uh, but if you don't do that prep work beforehand, I think that's where, I think that's the biggest pitfall for everybody.
0: Do you find there's a lot of noise in the channel right now for for crowdfunding? Uh, I, there's so many people out there trying to build themselves as a personal brand. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I when I look at the world and I look at the digital space of which Indiegogo plays a major part of, uh, I look at a world and I see. You know, people like me are doing a podcast, right? Uh, and so I'm trying to occupy a, a small sliver of the, you know, educational film segment. Uh, but the 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 segmentation of people and what they're trying to do is is getting so diverse and so spread out, and there's so many people right now. Trying to distribute and create content in every kind of way, I it is almost more of a philosophical question on the uh, on where we are in in terms of the sophistication mm-hmm. and 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 the, the 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 social spaces that we live in, where it's so noisy that it's difficult to really tell your story, uh, and when you're competing against everybody else that's also competing for attention, that. Trying to get intention is just becoming harder and harder and harder. So I'm wondering where you kind of where do you see the world? Is kind of a what is your vision of
1: the world right now? I think that you know I, I've seen some articles um, in various sort of film magazines and, and blogs talking about you know is there are there too many independent films are there too, are, too, are and so then people think, oh, after that are there too many crowdfunding um, and, you know, it's, it's like saying, are there too many songs, or are there too many, you know, restaurants, or, 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 or you know, cars, or, well, there aren't too many cars, but, uh, too many people. Well, actually, there could be too many people too. But, the, I, I think it all comes down to, you know, and it's always been this case, um, having the strongest voice possible. I think that the great thing about crowdfunding is that as 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 though there may be seemingly more crowdfunding campaigns than anybody can imagine right now, the reality is is that, and I say this lovingly, there are a lot of bad ones out there because people aren't invested in it. they're taking advantage. They're, they're they're taking in their minds they're taking advantage of free money. It's not free money. It's again, it's marketing. It's creativity. It's so many other things. The funding is uh, the one of the last parts of the last parts of the equation. And so, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the campaigns are becoming more and more sophisticated uh, in terms of their graphics, in terms of um, their social media strategy, in terms of the perk. In the days of the T-shirt and, 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 and sign scripts and, and and maybe a poster are, are long gone. Um, and if that's all you have to offer for your campaign, you better be a student of film. And even if you are a student of film, there's still more you can offer as a perk uh, because you should be having fun, you should be being creative, the, your campaign is a reflection of not only your project, but it's a reflection of you. And so, I think that there is a lot of campaigns that are out there, but there's still plenty of opportunity not to get lost in the shuffle. It all comes down to the filmmaker and what they're trying to achieve, and just being the most original voice. You know, in Hollywood, we talk about the the, the you know the, the term derivative, um, and no one wants derivatives. Uh, no, no, no! Should strive for 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 deriving their content from something else. Uh, what you're trying to do is be original, and and, and I think that within crowdfunding, um, there are a lot of original campaigns out there.
0: It's talking about the perks, uh, mm-hmm. what are some of the perks that people? See? I mean, is there does there seem to be some consistency in terms of? You know, most people go in for two bucks or one buck or, or five bucks or ten or bucks. Is there like a happy medium that you found where the majority of people kind of just aggregate, or uh, or is there a type of perk that uh, seems to work really well in the film world, or, or uh, just your your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So the the, the most uh, popular perk is, and again, this is a different than the average perk. But the most popular perk is twenty five dollars. That twenty five dollars, is usually the film. Um, um and the most the average perk is seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars meaning that, you know, there there are people who buy in at, you know, hundred plus and and the people who got obviously get those the, the twenty five dollar perks. So the average perk uh um, is uh, seventy five uh purchase and then the the uh, most popular is twenty five. Um in terms of what those perks are or what the what the exciting stuff as I said you know, the, the ideas of, of, of T-shirts and, and DVDs and posters, you know, that's standard. Um, and, you know, these days we're seeing more and more sophistication. Um, you know, there's actually uh, a, a fun campaign on Indiegogo right now. It's very, uh, going back to sort of originality, um, so if you're familiar with the film Sharknado, um, What's funny, the guy we, behind Shark-
0: we, we, yeah. we We just had... Uh, the producer of uh, Sharknado, uh, or the, uh, uh, the one of the partners at the Asylum, uh Ralph. Oh, wow. yeah, David Michaelette, just just he, he was just on the show. Um, for those who are listening, I, w- I want to hear that. Just I'm going inter- to interject here. Uh, it's Craft Truck episode number 25. You can just go and type in crafttruck.com/slash/bof25, and you can listen to our interview with the producer of Sharknado. So anyway, that's uh, that's a little self plug there. But but go ahead. And, so you uh, actually yeah.
1: so the, so, the, the, so the team behind Sharknado is actually running an Indiegogo campaign right now, um, and so what they're doing is what's it called? They are uh, it's called produce a, a scene in Sharknado. Oh, uh, Sharknado two. So it actually it's, it's for Sharknado. And so what they're doing is they're doing something completely new, completely new. Is that they wanted to shoot another scene in the film? Um, as you know, their budgets are like razor really thin. And so they thought, well, here's an opportunity for the fans to own that scene in the film. And so what they're doing is they're crowdfunding. It's a $50,000 scene. Um, it involves chainsaws and Sharks. Uh, that's all I even know. Um, I'm and actually, I'm
0: on there right it, now as we speak. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. It's so cool. Yeah, go ahead. It, yeah. It, it, it,
1: it, it, it's novel in that um, the fans who obviously have a huge following, a co-following of the film, get to be involved. And so, this film, this scene cannot happen without them. And in return, you know, for their contributions, they'll be able to either get killed in the film, have their scream heard in the film, have a shark, you know, named after them. So like, uh, you know, when you have a a star registry in the sky, you know, you get a, or a whale, you know, named after you, whatever it is. Uh, you, you, you get a certificate saying, yo, this is your scream in the film. Um, that's great. The funny
0: thing is that's the most claimed one. Right? 41 people have claimed that we'll name a shark that appears in the movie after you. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: And, and and the great thing about that is people will say, well, you know, uh, i do not sure I understand how that campaign works, why they need this. They're you know their studio to make movies. But it's not even about that. I always, I always talk about... Um, rock and roll fantasy camp and uh, baseball fantasy camp as a perfect example of what, um, a film can do for you, uh, and your project. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you've know, not been working in Los Angeles for 13 plus years, um, and the film industry even longer. And so, uh, you know, for me, I've been on set, I, I've, I've been involved in films, uh, films that have gotten made, um, but for a lot of people, they don't ever have that experience. They don't get to play on the ball field. They don't get to play on their rock stage. So this is their chance to be part of the process. So whether it's a great set visit, uh, hanging out with their with their favorite actor, or they get to call action on a set, um, you know, for for a day, or they get to go to a red carpet premiere. Uh, for a film that they're really excited by at, at, at Sundance. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really great experience. And another great experience, we had a film that was at Sundance, uh, this year called Life Itself. It's a Roger Ebert documentary directed by, um, Steve James who won an Oscar for Hoop Dreams. And for $25, going, again, going back to the, the most popular perk level, um, you could live stream the premiere of the film at Sundance in your living room. So when they would, when the film was premiering at Sundance, you were able to watch it simultaneously in your living room in Utah no, in Utah or or in New York or, or in Europe. Um, and you had it up you had you had you didn't have to you didn't even watch it that night. You had a download code uh through our partner VHX, which is a, a digital online uh distribution platform, and you can watch it for weeks uh weeks later. Um and again it, it's sort of that innovative look at a you know, perks the the fan engagement where, you know, again where um people who love Roger Ebert and weren't able to get the Sundance to go see the film, they weren't gonna have to wait. They could watch it the same exact time. And we saw something very similar with uh Joss Whedon this past week, uh, where he announced that he was releasing his film uh that he produced, uh, In Your Eyes online the moment after it premiered at Rebecca. So and we're seeing a major shift in terms of distribution. We're also seeing, again, a shift in terms of crowdfunding and, and engaging your crowd. Do,
0: do you... Um, I mean, there are a lot of other social platforms that... Because what we're talking about now, kind of the, the, that distribution side of the film, there are lots of platforms like um, like Gather or Tug uh, or Seed&Spark uh, or some of these other ones that, that, that are out there. Um, do you integrate... With any of these other platforms um, uh, in, a, in, I don't know, in a, in a meaningful way on, on the front end, or is that something that the filmmaker, when it comes to the distribution strategy of their film, that that's kind of up to them and it's not really part of the Indiegogo campaign? They're, they're separate things. Or do you up front think about that distribution strategy and uh, you know put that in place up front, those, those types of partnerships, or work with the filmmakers to put those kind of partnerships in place?
1: Well, we actually have a, a great partnership with VHX. Um, VHX, which is, is uh, again, is, a, is an online self-distribution company. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't... It's its its right for some filmmakers. It's not right for others, mainly because it, it all comes down to what other needs and what traffic they already have. Uh, but VHX is great. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dave Grohl's Sound City was used them. Uh, we have a number of films on there. As I said, Life itself, uh, the Eber documentary, As you to distribute, I mean, Indiegogo, um, from you know, from some perspective, and and from the company perspective, is dedicated to finding ways to uh, give a complete experience to its filmmakers, and so that's something that's constantly evolving internally and externally, Um, and so there are a number of great partners out there. Um, For us, it's about finding the right ones that we know we want to work with and working with them to the nth degree, Uh, because ultimately. You know, it, it's a it's a changing landscape. It's a constantly shifting landscape. You know, years ago it was 35 millimeter prints. Uh, there was one way to get your film distributed. There was one way to get your film financed. Uh, but now, in 2014, um, there is so many opportunities to get your film uh, distributed. Um, so many opportunities for your film to be marketed. Um, and it all comes down to figuring out who those best partners are, and then pursuing those relationships.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, Indie. Uh, sorry, VHX uh, is if if you haven't used the VHX platform for anybody who's listening, um, that it is an awesome, awesome platform. Uh, it's very simple to use and uh, highly recommended. So the fact that you guys are integrated with them is 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 really cool. Um, I, as I'm looking at the site right now, uh, you know, I'm just because I'm I'm at that 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 Sharknado page, but that's really neither here nor there. I'm at the page. I'm looking at. I'm looking at you know, the, the amount of time left. And so I'm mm-hmm. curious, do you give any counsel to how long a campaign should be? Do you find that, you know, it's better to have a compressed period of time, maybe 30 days, or should filmmakers be looking to give themselves more time when they're putting their campaigns together? Or less? So that,
1: but, it, you know, it all depends what you're when you're trying to achieve. You know, if you're hitting trying to hit a particular deadline, obviously you need to end sooner. Um, but, you know, we always say um, 30 to 40 days. Uh, you go longer than that, and at times there, you have to be able to sustain the momentum. Uh, I think Shark only went to 50 days, uh, but they have the, the bandwidth to run a longer campaign. If you're a truly independent filmmaker, uh, and you're doing it preps by yourself, um, you may not have that bandwidth. And you just have to, like any marketing campaign and marketing strategy, you have to keep on momentum throughout, uh, because if, uh, I'll make it an now, uh, I'll make a, um a comparison to social media. So if you send out, uh, five tweets a day for 30 days, that's pretty good. If you send out and they're all relevant, they're all intelligent, they're all, you know, uh, worth engaging on, or you send out one tweet every six days, that's not very engaging. Or, even worse, um, you send out 25 tweets in the first three days, and then you don't send any more for the next 17 days. And so, at that point, you've lost all momentum. And so, that's what we say about running a campaign. The longer the campaign, the more momentum you have to you know, consistently have. And if you falter, or if you don't deliver on that momentum during that, you know, length of time, um, it becomes more difficult to sustain your crowd. Uh, you know, three acts, we always say there are three acts of a crowdfunding campaign. First act is, you know, the, the first few days, the first couple, three to, three to five days, and everything's great. You're getting all this funding. It's amazing. It's great. Um, and then from the second act. Second act is when people go get more popcorn or go to the bathroom. Uh, and You want to keep them in the seats as much as you can. New updates, new content, new perks. Keep it going. Keep it exciting. And then the third act is the last five days of the campaign uh, where it's like, this is the, like, to the finish, the climax of the film. This is going to be amazing. So again, it's really about that second act, and so the longer the campaign is, the longer that second act is, and obviously the more difficult it is to to, keep everybody in the seats.
0: This has been awesome, Mark. I feel it is really just a a ton of very insightful, interesting information stuff I I hadn't thought about before when it comes to to uh, certainly crowdfunding and obviously more specifically how Indiegogo works. Uh, do you have any uh, last thoughts for our listeners uh, uh, where they should go if they want to start, you know, figuring out uh, how they can put together their crowdfunding campaign?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, it, 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 quite simply, uh, you know, uh, indiegogo.com. Um, at, the, at, the, uh, at the bottom of the page, we have uh, our playbook that sort of walks you through um, the ins and outs of crowdfunding. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I believe, earlier, uh, we are releasing, uh, this week, uh, the first filmmaker's handbook crowdfunding. Uh, it's uh, free to download online. Uh, we'll be tweeting that out, um, probably by the time this podcast airs. So at Indiegogo Film, uh, is the Twitter handle. And so you'll be seeing that from us and just follow at Indiegogo Film and you'll get all the updates, uh, about as far as, um, contests, events, uh, and information. And then of course, um, you'll have, you know, direct access to myself and the rest of the film team, uh, who are always happy to answer any questions about the uh, Indiegogo campaign.
0: Thanks, Mark. This is uh, this this is great. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you taking time.
0: That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to Mark. What what an awesome guy, and just tons of really practical, useful information. So. That was, that was cool, fun, more more coming up on our weekly podcast here. As always, uh, if you're enjoying uh, this podcast and you've stuck around this long, uh, please drop us a line on our website. Uh, this episode you can find at crafttruck.com slash bof27. Please leave us a note. Let us know what you think. If you have any comments, thoughts, additions, suggestions, anything that you'd like to hear on the podcast, uh, please send us a note there or on Twitter at crafttruck. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoy this, share, give us some com- uh, comments, and um, please help spread the word. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, and uh, I just actually finished recording next week's episode this week. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's with a bank. So if you're looking to get bank financing, then come back
1: next week, and we'll drop all the goods on working with banks. All right. Take care.